on this episode of every Aussie number one song ever, we have a new guest on board. Or is that two? Plus, we dive headfirst into Easy Fever and spend Christmas in Mildura. Let's check it out. 10987654321111 G'day, g'day. Welcome to the fifth episode of every Aussie number one song ever, the podcast which covers what was number one on the Aussie charts throughout time. Welcome to Doc and Keith again, fellas. Eddie, how are you? Internet issue there. I hope you're all right there, Doc. Oh, we all right? I think, yeah, I just had a mild um, seizure, but I think I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Call Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also joining us, a special guest tonight. It's aspiring Rob Schneider double, nice Jerry Everett. Hey, Hello, Jerry. Pleasure to be here, boys. Thanks for having me. Good stuff. You've got your young fella on board too, so... Uh, it's a fair effort, mate. Well done. Cheers. Now, Jerry, you're you're a music lover. Uh, have you ever followed the you ever followed the pop charts over the years? Oh, just through the usual avenues that we tended to growing up. You know, and rage and video hits and and of course Rick, Rick Rick D's on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yes, uh, very good. You ever remember uh, you know getting excited to see someone get number one or Anything like that? Uh, that into it? In in the in the the general charts or yeah. in other sorts of countdowns. <laughs> what are you alluding to? <laughs> oh, I guess maybe hot hottest one hundred. Yeah, it's probably more our forte, isn't it? But, yeah. Uh, no, we're on the uh, pop charts here on this program. We have none no, of that I talk. Did, there was always an element of excitement as six o'clock Sunday afternoon approached and waiting to hear what was. The mm. new number one. Well, we're excited to have you on and look forward to you to bringing some credibility to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a dig it up? <laughs> pretty fair. Uh, I'm like a backhand slap. You need to eat more toast, Teddy. Oh, Yeah, I was going to say... Uh, our sponsor came on board last week, Jerry. Uh, toast. Yeah. Who is it? Toast. Yeah. So the message this week from them is toast not only comes in white and wholemeal, but also gourmet flavors such as multi grain and raisin toast. Once again, head to toast.gov.au for more. It is about time the toast lobby got it shit together and, you know. Mm. Yeah. Put itself out there. Been down for too long. Hmm. It's a golden age of toast, isn't it? Yes, that's what I'm hearing too, Matt. Everyone was on the crumpets there for a while and then the muffins, but Does bring back the toast. Raisin bread get a look in there also? What was it? Raisin bread. Does that also? Yes, raisin toast. That's a gourmet flavour. Yep. Yep, good. Hmm. Now, on to the number one for this episode. Previously, Peter and Gordon held the top spot for one week with their ode to the creep, meaning we head to November 16th, 1966 for this one. It's Sorry by Justin Bieber. Oh. <laughs> 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 
No, we all know that only got to number two. It's <laughs> oh, sorry by God. Aussie Legends, the Easy Beats. Now yeah, this song flew into the top forty last week at number three, and now claims a top spot. You'll uh, no doubt be aware of the Easy Beats, fellas. But what about this track in particular, Jerry? Yeah, I was aware of it. Uh, the old man was a big Easy Beats fan growing up. Obviously, uh, there was a, another song that no doubt comes in a later episode that was uh, the one that got most of the mm. um, cred. But uh, yeah, I'd heard this one a few times. Very good. You other boys came across it at all? Yeah, very, very familiar. It's a very hooky beat they got going on there. So great. There's no drums. Yeah, and I, I don't know whether I had heard it. I, like definitely familiar, familiarity to it. But um, yeah, I couldn't exactly uh remember it but yeah she's a solid little cheering hmm the jury is right there is uh, another episode in the future that will feature the easy beat and also it's not the first time we've mentioned them if you remember uh episode three a couple of the members wrote step back uh, quite a humorous anecdote yeah on the john weren't they <laughs> that's right <laughs> oh, was that that one was it uh, yeah <laughs> So, got to do something while you're on there. That's right. I didn't have phones, so. <laughs> I don't know whether you do. I I just stick to the task at hand. When you say other things on the on there, Keith, you got any uh, examples? What do you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, plenty. None that I can mention on here, but. <laughs> tax. You know. Bo- bloke's got to butter his toast somewhere. That's. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So, do you think they've ever done it the other way around? <laughs> Go on. Started writing a song and there's yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about buttering your toast. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's uh, interesting. Mm. Yeah, it would be. Anyway, thanks again for Toast being our sponsors. Now we're going to. Yeah, there's a young fella. We're going to talk about the Easy Beats up until. They released, sorry. And like the Twilights and Johnny Young in previous episodes, it appears we have Australia's immigration policy to thank for the Easy Beats. All five founding members had migrated from Europe. Lead singer Stevie Wright and drummer Gordon Snowy Fleet from England. Snowy. Snowy. Big Snowy. Hmm. Why do you reckon he got that nickname? White hair. The opposite, actually. <laughs> Jet <Really>? black. <laughs> Jet black. <laughs> Classic. Uh, stitch up. That, that was a big stitch up. Yeah. So also Harry Vander on lead guitar and Dick Diamondo on bass from the Netherlands and George Young from Scotland. Any names sound familiar there? Yeah. Stevie Wright is uh, obviously... Uh, went on to other things, and uh, George Young is a sibling of, of Angus Young, isn't he? Very good, nice, yeah. Malcolm and Angus are his younger brothers who, uh, yeah, managed to sneak out a career in music too. And Diamonde wasn't a soccer player, was he, or something like that? Because that's what it definitely sounded <laughs> like you could say, you know, Diamonde! <laughs> You've got to say the whole name, well. I think, for effect. Yeah, Dick and Harry actually had their names uh, 
anglicised, I think is the word. Ang- anglicised. Yeah. Uh, they formed in 1964 in Sydney. A few members coming across each other at the Villawood Migrant Hostel, which would later become the Villawood Immigration Detention Centre. <laughs> 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 uh, it doesn't have quite the same ring to it. They were second um, sponsor, weren't they, in line for us? <laughs> <laughs> yes, not quite happening for them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so three members met up there. Stevie Wright, he was hammered upon singing in a coffee lounge. Oh, Classic coffee scene. <laughs> coffee scene of the 60s. And Snowy Fleet was the last to join through a chance encounter on the train. Uh, just a reminder that 1964 is when the Beatles toured Australia. So every man and his dog were, were learning and playing that type of music, the beat music. And yeah, the Easy Beats is a little reference apparently to the Beatles as well, the name. There you go. So, yeah, they, they earned their stripes on the local live scene in that hostel, played quite a few gigs and around the place in Sydney. And before long, headed to Mildura in Victoria for their first out-of-town gig. Cheapers. Of all places. <laughs> Where were they from originally? Yeah, that's. I was going to say, Mildura has been brought up for a few times. Been a popular place back in the day. Yeah, it must have been that halfway point or something. Or... Mm. But they did. Yeah, they did a week long residency at a pub over Christmas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it turned out it was a bit of a shambles. Uh, not many turned up to watch. Christmas Day was pretty eventful. Uh, we'll get to that a bit later, and. They didn't get paid at the end. They had to leave. Uh, yeah, without getting paid a cent. But ultimately, it led to a new manager who would open a few doors for the Easy Beats. Mike Vaughan was this manager, a real estate agent, <laughs> <laughs> having a crack in a new field. Uh, he managed to get the boys signed to a contract with an independent, independent Aussie label. And they recorded and released their first single, For My Woman, in March 1965. Stuck into the bottom end of the charts. But it was their next single which vaulted them towards stardom. She's So Fine. Uh, you familiar with that one? That's a pretty famous one too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> She's so fine. Uh, that reached number three on the chart, so that was uh, Ooh, it didn't get there. putting them uh, into the national chat, I guess. So and then be- be- between then and Sorry, they released four singles. Uh, they charted at number seven, number 21, number four, and number three, respectively. Things were going pretty well. And during this time, Mike, the manager, wasn't, uh, wasn't the best bloke, it turns out, but he was whipping up a frenzy with the media and basically just taking advantage of the boys, shoveling around from gig to gig and promo to promo. But it did work as well because the resulting hysteria from fans led to what was termed easy fever. Australia's answer to Beatlemania, basically. 
And yeah, the release of Sorry certainly kept that fever running high. So onto the track. Lyrically. Take any notes of the lyrics? Jerry, you wanna Yeah, I had a bit of a look. A couple of listens and then had a bit of a read. But they um it just left me with more questions than answers though, I'd say. <laughs> Seems like a classic uh rom com setup or something. Yeah. <laughs> my my initial question is the timeline like it just doesn't work out (laughs) like how did he how did the letter get there so quickly (laughs) did she like post it he came in the morning (laughs) and he missed the date at seven o'clock the night before Mm. ah yeah yeah or was it like was it a breakfast date oh Came at 10 o'clock in the morning, Posty's rocked up. He's like, oh, shit. Maybe. Seven mm. the day before. He does say, yeah, sorry, I didn't go last night. Yeah, it does say last night. <laughs> <laughs> Technicality. Yeah. Oh. So I'm querying whether Fleur has written the the letter in advance. Mm, preemptive. Just assuming it's not gonna, he's not going to make it. What about if Fleur was the mailman? Hand delivering her own note? Mm, she might have known him. Yeah. And remember, this could be a two-parter. Remember, uh, mail was the uh, probably the primary source of message communication back then. Yeah, maybe they had their shit together back then. Hey, and then and then I wonder what he was. Why did he miss it? Like, what is he up to? Was he was he with another chick? You know, was he out with the boys? Maybe oh. he's just playing Fortnite and got <laughs> sidetracked. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I think there's another girl involved, isn't there? Do you reckon? There's that lyric line there. I had a date at seven with a girl named Fleur. Then I just remembered had a date with her. Oh, I do kind you of think... took that as oh, maybe, maybe he went with Fleur. Yeah, and and her is his babe who has a mm. different name. Mm. Nice name, Fleur. Yeah, mm. rhymes with her. <laughs> Very handy. Yeah, that was convenient. <laughs> yeah, it would have been awkward if it was like, you know, Barbara or something. And he's like, oh. <laughs> Doc, Keith, any uh, lyrics stick out for you or any comments? No, well, the only one that I did is that obviously there's not a lot of um, words <laughs> um, used in there. Did the old, did the old calcs on it too. It, yeah, it's 105 words in total, including the old yeah at the end, the uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> and all that in the, in the lyrics. But yeah, um, 12 times, sorry, he's mentioned. So he's obviously pretty apologetic sort of bloke. Mm. But um, yeah, the uh, yeah, they don't overexpose themselves to the English language. <laughs> Is that 100 and something different words or in total? Uh, in total. Including sorry twelve times and the old yeah yeah yeah. So, so sorry makes twelve percent of the lyrics up. Yep, not bad. Yeah, and yeah, there's not a lot of uh, variety in the other words either. There'd be yeah. that's very good. Okay, it always me. reminds me oh, of. Sorry, nah, it's all right. Um, like when, because the old man loved all this stuff. But I, I remember when we used to watch like Hey Hey It's Saturday or something. And they'd have like a modern band on, and he dad would just pillage him and be like. They're just repeating themselves, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then you listen to Beatles or Easy Beats or something. They've always only got one one verse. <laughs> yeah. And then they repeat it. <laughs> uh, 
You'll be doing that before you know it too, Jerry. Yep. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot to the, the lyrics, is there? There's just, uh, yeah, he's, uh, did he write this one on the toilet as well? It's <laughs> because that kind of another slap in the face for the girl. <laughs> <laughs> he had a big carry, he missed the date. Had a, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, verse three. I had a kebab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enough toilet chat. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about musically? Any anything jump out for you? I think the first thing that uh, that popped into my head is you can um, you can see the um, inspiration that a current band of uh, one of Doc's faves, the Chats, uh, really. Uh, mm. I think they've drawn a lot of inspiration from. From the Easy Beats, could really have seen this as a as a chat song, even lyrically, <laughs> yeah. with a yeah. little bit more to it that might have become a chat song. Yeah, I'm not sure. A little bit more to it. That's probably being generous to the chats. <laughs> a little <laughs> bit more <laughs> comedically, maybe. Yeah, comedically. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, probably uh, fair. Fair call. Um, but no, it's a, it's a, a solid tune for me. It's the guitars, uh, yeah, obviously, is the, the key to the whole whole thing. Um, and I, I would say um, when I was listening to it, compared to the other music that was sort of being playing, it was a little bit longer song. Still only two two minutes 30 or something, but it's a bit longer than a few of the others we've listened to. Yeah, it's about the, about the same, Mark. Yeah, it's last week. It, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gobsmacked at the time of the... Um, all these songs that's coming about. Like I've always just was been under the impression that, you know, three and a half minutes was three, three and a half minutes is what you need for a song. And then mm. you start going past all these, you know, great hit songs from the past and they're all two minutes, 20. Like, <laughs> Do you reckon that would just be one of them ones? A reason would be because of uh storage space or like on records and all that, you could only fit possibly you know, a bit more songs with smaller ones as opposed to nowadays. Obviously you you know, streaming and all that sort of stuff makes it a bit easier. Or laziness, either one would. Uh... <laughs> Probably the second. <laughs> Definitely feel with this this song, like the the breakdown at the end when that chant comes in. Definitely, if that was these days, it would be stretched out a lot longer. Like that guitar yep. breakdown, milked it. It's yep. awesome. I, I love it, but they definitely could have uh, stretched that out. Even a uh, little spoken word, you know, over Ooh. that uh, guitar, I reckon would have would have been tasty. Took yeah. the uh, took it a bit darker or something. Yeah, uh, that's that producer coming out in your uh, backs. Nice work. Oh yeah, yeah. Can you give us <laughs> a, um, a bit of an idea of what what might have gone over the top there in terms of the spoken word. Yeah. Okay. Hey, babe. No, no. <laughs> oh no! Enough said. <laughs> Keith, as the uh, resident guitar player, that uh, that scratching, that chicka chicka chicka, is that yeah? Is that, a hard, is that a hard maneuver? Nah, not. It's quite easy. You just sort of hold your left hand over the, the strings lightly to mute them. And then clack away, strum with your right. Mm. I read it was quite innovative at the time. Innovative. Really? Mm. 
I assume that's what they were doing. Um, anyway. You did say the video looked pretty much exactly as you described it just then. <laughs> Plucking good. away. That's good news. <clears throat> well, with yeah. the video clip, the only thing that I noticed, I don't know whether you've seen it, Jerry, he was not a tall man. Nice no, little fella. Stevie, he was, yeah. yeah. I was trying to find his height, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. O- often yeah. referred to as little Stevie. Mm. Oh, that'd make sense. Mm. Is it because he's tall? That one's not like, ironic. Not... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I missed that one. Uh, I did enjoy that little riff change just before the chorus. Uh, yeah, so you've got the down, 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 down. And then just before the chorus, it goes up slightly. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? I'll have to re listen. Down, down, down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. The, um, the whole song's full of. Um... It's just really hooky, and the 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 melody of the vocals is complemented in the melody of the guitar. They're very similar, a little bit tiny bit different. So you've got that familiar familiarity throughout the whole song, which is a consistent catchiness, I suppose. It's it's ripper, and I love the way they end it with um, the yeah yeah yeah. And I'm reading yeah yeah yeah, but it's yeah yeah yeah, isn't it? <laughs> Have they spelt yeah yeah, yeah, yeah wrong yeah, in the lyrics yeah. online? Here? <laughs> Anyway, which uh, yeah. which website? Yeah, uh, lyricspellingcorrectly.com. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> underwhelming <laughs> laugh of anyway, good times. Uh, all right, do you want to give it a rating? Anything else to add? No, it's a it's a great song. I, I quite like like it. It's um in and out. It's nothing too complicated and the um it's catchy enough to um sort of blanket over the limited lyrics that they've provided but they've even the ly- limited lyrics of um it's a full story like, and they've only used 100 words so <laughs> you yeah. know sort of hat off to that and um there's nothing wrong with a bit of repetitiveness if it's done in the right way and i think they've nailed that so you want a rating out of 10 yeah, go for it. Oh, yeah, I'm just waiting for the reaction from you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll give it a – and this could be my high score, maybe. Two. <laughs> Two out of ten. No, I'll give it a – I'll go a seven and a half. Yeah, that is uh, – you might have given Eleanor Rigby a bit higher. Yeah. yeah, that would have been me next highest, if not the highest. So, yeah. anyway, yeah, great song. So, Very good, Doc. Oh, yep. Yeah, I was just about to sneeze. Apologies. <laughs> you Please, caught me sneeze. Sneeze. <laughs> um, Got it. Yeah, that I'd be, yeah, solid song as well. Yeah, to probably be that of the number one so far to be right up there. But yeah, I'd be the seven and a half, eight sort of mark, I'd think, too. So Wee, oh, I'll go, I'll, I'll one up, Keith. I'll go eight. That's half up, but anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stitch up. Dear <laughs> boy. Uh, yeah, I probably won't be as as generous. I like it, but um, oh, Hugo. Yeah, Hugo. Hugo disagrees. He disagrees. <laughs> what are you doing, Dad? Um, <laughs> now I'd go. I'd give it a six and a half. Very good. How do you cut him off, Baxter? <laughs> <laughs> Function. Uh, <laughs> control Alt Delete. Jeez. Well. I've got a seven and a half written down here too. Oh, wow. Good stuff. Definitely the ending makes it for me, even though it's 
bit short. So good, good tune. Well, uh, I'll just give a couple more uh, anecdotes about the Easy Beats. Uh, that uh, eventful Christmas day in Mildura went like this. Uh, the boys were a bit down about being away from family for Christmas. It was fair enough. So, uh, oh, I can see this is not going to be a good story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, uh, one of the local ladies was <laughs> yep. kind enough to uh, offer the boys to eat with her family. All was going well until her uh, 18-year-old son had a few too many beverages and started to belt up his old man. Uh, Whoa. And then the mum also got stuck into the other young son. And apparently, yeah, the Easy Beats were just sitting there eating their pudding. (laughs) 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 Is that where you saw it going, Dave? Yeah, that was pretty much word for word what I expected. Yeah, like I was I was more expecting they'd be shit faced or something like that. I didn't expect the, the punchline to be and they were just eating their pudding. <laughs> yeah. So did what flavour pudding was it out of curiosity? Plum. Christmas. Oh Plum. Christmas. Yeah. What, is that the same? Never had pudding on Christmas Day, <laughs> if I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. That's uh, crazy. <laughs> And just a, a bit of an example of uh, Mike, the manager, uh, not being so great, even though he, you know, led them on the path to stardom. They, the Easy Beats, they had their basic needs catered for, but Mike only gave them a pitiful $10 per week allowance. And aside from the music, Every facet of their life was controlled by Mike and uh, the record label. So a couple of the boys were married. They were told to conceal that. Uh, visits from wives and girlfriends were strictly monitored or forbidden. Wow. And Mike would even fine the boys if they uh, played up too much. So a kind of, uh, yeah. Dict- dictatorship by the sounds of it. Mm. Would that have been to do, because obviously Stevie ended up with a few issues there later on, didn't he? Getting on the heroin and all that sort of stuff. Would that have been uh, why he was trying to keep him away from it? Uh, I think it was money, actually. <laughs> oh, well, that's fair enough, too. <laughs> they were uh, getting taken advantage of a bit. and Yeah. The boys didn't mind at the time, I think, because they were playing gigs everywhere and loving the music. But yeah, we might uh, touch on that in the, the future episode. I've uh, got a couple of instances of easy fever. So live gigs had become a bit of a frenzy uh, around, you know, just before Sorry had come out. And there was a gig in Brisbane that lasted only 17 minutes before the cops shut it down. Uh, a crowd broke through barriers, uh, piffed chairs and other objects onto the stage, and there are multiple injuries in the crush. Uh, the Easy Beats were hushed into a taxi, but by the time they got out, the uh, disgruntled the disgruntled crowd had spilled onto the street and spotted the band. <laughs> <laughs> so they nearly got away, but the taxi driver stopped at a red light, <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd just jumped all over the car, let the tyres down, ripped Jeez. the ears off, and uh, yeah, they somehow legged it out of there. But uh, 
quite a bit of damage to the taxi. <laughs> Took him 20 minutes to um, hail it down too, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or only going around the block. So. <laughs> <laughs> and another story came about after a magazine in 1965 published an article titled 75 Top Pop Stars Addresses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the intention was <laughs> the intention was fan mail and the like to be, be able to send. But uh, <laughs> that so is the silliest thing I've heard. One of the uh, addresses listed was Stevie Wright. A lot of them just had like agents uh, or record labels addresses, but Stevie Wright was listed. Um, it was actually the Young Family Residence, and. A few schools around the place, so a lot of the girls would come out and scope it. One day, Stevie visited there, a crowd of about 300 or so turned up and ambushed the house. The young Angus, or Angus Young, he opened the door and about 20 girls made it inside. Uh, they had to get the cops to come and take them away. And yeah, funny thing was a few hours later, Stevie and George found three more girls st- still hiding under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> the cops just just happened to find them. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. That's that would not happen these days, would it? Surely. Yeah. I noticed no, Bieber or anyone like that cop. Suppose if they spotted him, they'd be after him. Yeah. They probably just already know where they live, and they pay for fences and stuff these days. You can't see anything anyway, but. Mm, that's yeah, annoying. Just, just walking down a general street <laughs> in a <laughs> suburb. That's insane. Uh, right. Well, we might uh, head to the charts. I don't think there was that much movement again this week. Um, poor old Winchester Cathedral still at number two. Can't yes. quite uh always the bridesmaid. Yeah, poor fellas. Um but yeah, of the ones and the new entries, yeah, the the uh the other top five are all the same as the top five, just the order rejumbled uh this week. But yeah, number sixteen was the new entry, River Deep Mountain High, Ike and Tina Turner. It's a, a new Good new tune. starter this week. Oh ripping tune. I I know the name, but I can't think of what it goes like. <laughs> Uh, then the, the only other one that I picked up on, which was number 30 last week, it was up to 28, was Bendit. And the band name was Dave D, Dozzy, Beaky, Mick and Titch. Now, that is, like, surely you, you can come up with them. No, no, no uh, follow-up. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a bit of Googling while we're going. But, um, yeah, anyway, that was just the one that stuck out for me is, yeah, they haven't... Um, Gone to much effort for their bear name. <laughs> like Peter yeah, and Gordon a, before them. Yeah, well that's right. Yeah, they definitely all of them don't don't like to um yeah, change or hide their first name. So but yeah, outside of that, there was probably nothing um too much. I think all the previous number ones are still hanging around the top forty. Um, but yeah, there's no no yeah. big swings. Um yeah, that Icantina Turner is probably the biggest um, you know, new entry. Tom Jones getting an entry. Yeah, Tommy Jones in there. Um, what a party. Yeah, don't 
really associate him being that old, but I suppose. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. Could be a different. Tom yeah, that's Jones. right. What's that? Could be a different Tom Jones, I guess. Oh, yeah, it's just his brother. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, say, why did his parents call his both their sons Tom? <laughs> he didn't like his brother, so he just changed <laughs> his nickname. Tom and Tom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Very good. Herman's Hermits. Got a new entry. Dandy. Dandy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there wasn't too much other other ones that stuck out. Funny names or anything either, which is a bit disappointing. Well, that wraps up the charts. Pretty uh, low action this week. Seem to be uh, having an on and off week. They <laughs> changed the algorithm. Unless they had some sort of, uh, you know, whether they released them in batches to try and keep some sort of like pushing mo- different momentum or something. Mm. Uh, actually, good thing. I've just, that might be an interesting pickup there, Keith. I've just skipped forward the next couple of weeks. There's nothing. As soon as the first week of December, shit goes haywire again. So mm. maybe it's the uh, first week of the month, there's something happens. Or seasonal. There's no doubt some, some sort of flow with the seasons. Interesting, though. Let's play the damn song. Okay, now it's time, as always, at the end of the episode to play the song. And our new guest, Jerry, is going to deliver that for us. Jerry, what do you got? Yeah, well, I think I think there's nothing better than, you know, listening to a good song, kicking back with a, with a cup of tea, and I always like to enjoy my cup of teas with a nice crunchy piece of toast so so we sit back and i lean forward to push play on the computer uh 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 Oh, you're still here. Wow. Well done. You made it to the end. Thanks for listening. If you want to link up via the socials, search for every Aussie number one song ever on Facebook and Instagram. Or chuck us an email at everyoz.no1 at gmail.com. That's every AUS NO and the number one at gmail.com. We would love to hear any anecdotes or facts and figures about the songs and artists. Cheers. <laughs>